0: Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit brumradio.com. You're listening to Brum Hour on Brum Radio. I'm Dave Massey. I'm joined on the telephone by Ewan Fernie, who is Project Director at Everything to Everybody Project. He's a professor at Birmingham University, a professor of Shakespeare. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Hi,
1: Dave. I'm fine. Thank
0: you. Lovely day. It is a lovely day today. We're we're supposed to be getting a couple of days of, of nice weather today, and hopefully that will... Will hold out really over over the next couple of weeks. Um, you were out and about yesterday. Um, at a yeah. school in Birmingham for the uh, for everything to everybody project. Can you tell us uh, at the audience uh, a little a brief snippet about what the project is and how it came about?
1: Sure. So the project is in the quite a pioneering collaboration between the university of birmingham and birmingham city council which has got
0: heritage funding we're very grateful for that Mm -hmm. it takes off from the fact that the
1: the birmingham actually holds what is the first great shakespeare library in the world um and it holds it and has done since 1864 for all the people of the city so it's an amazing rich collection with more than 100,000 objects and text in 94 languages and with beautiful photographs and posters and artwork and 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 so forth and it you know it belongs to all the people of the city Mm -hmm. so what the project tries to do it's been a bit forgotten to be honest and and we want to celebrate it and proclaim it to the world that this 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 collection exists in birmingham but we also crucially want to get people to sort of repossess it for themselves themselves to make it their own. So we're working with about 40 or 50 partners to, to, to really take it out into the city and
0: to, to encourage people to reinvent it for contemporary Birmingham. One of the things that I find uh, bizarre about the Birmingham accent and black country accent is, well, particularly black country accent, is it seems to have... Quite a a link with the heritage of of Shakespeare's languages. Um, do you think that um, do you think that the people of Birmingham fi- might find it easier to understand Shakespeare than other people?
1: Well, it's, a, it's a it's a good question. I think certainly it's a I think certainly it's an appealing thing, although perhaps also a bit of a surprising thing to people to be told that their 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 way of speaking English is actually close to. Shakespeare in mm-hmm. English, and you know close to the English of the most celebrated author in the in the western world um so we as part of the project, we do have something to to unveil down the line where we really exploit that, that um, and give people a bit of Shakespeare in, in a brummy accent so, that's brilliant um, yeah so so i i but I suppose I think the other thing is that Birmingham's relationship to Shakespeare has been a bit underestimated really, so. You know that that's a nice, uh, rec- nice reminder that, that you know, there's a sort of primordial collect- connection between Birmingham and this this region and and, and Shakespeare. That Shakespeare isn't just about Anne Hathaway's gothage as beautiful as that is, and you know, kind of immemorial England. But in Birmingham in the 19th century, they decided that Shakespeare was going to be, you know, the real the real pioneering poet for modernity and that they were going to give Shakespeare away to
0: everybody in Birmingham and that's what wow. one of the things that really inspires us. Now this, the Shakespeare Room in particular at Birmingham Library, yeah. I know that this is like the third iteration of it, before this yeah. version of the library um, next to Birmingham Repertory Theatre I yeah. had absolutely no clue that it existed um, no. and I remember just walking in there one day because it wasn't on the plans it was a surprise uh, at that point as well yeah, and yeah. i remember walking in there one day and thinking how did i not know this room existed yeah. uh before and i think it was down yeah. to my relationship with the the previous library um yeah, as it being somewhat thing that has always been there did did you have had you visited that room before
1: i had actually but i completely hear what you're saying i i i uh, brian gambles who who led the library by Birmingham project as you know he, mm-hmm. he He told me about it and took me to see it, but it was sort of locked away below the conservatoire, wasn't it? It was a a
0: Ah, kind of
1: function room and and so forth. So it it was almost literally buried. Mm -hmm. I mean, thankfully, they didn't get rid of it. It was there.
0: Um,
1: But but I agree. So that was... It was first built in 1882 after a big fire in 1879. Um, And again, meant to... The, the architect of it who was J.H. Chamberlain who built Icon as well mm-hmm. and the, the, a lot of the board schools he said he wanted it to be the most important most beautiful room in the city and the most important room not accepting the council house and that tells you something really interesting I think because they they thought that Shakespeare mattered even, you know even more than than, than local government not because because I think they thought that Shakespeare's inclusivity you know was a kind of beacon for for politics there was a sort of there was a vision of what Birmingham might be and what a really inclusive city might be Mm -hmm. in Shakespeare and they wanted to carry that forward so the fact that it was then as as we're saying it was then sort of kept a bit out of sight and out of mind is a real shame and and, and it's another thing that the project's trying to do is just remember this really progressive relationship with Shakespeare that, that Birmingham had and to share it with the city and the world.
0: Fantastic. I'm looking at these photographs on on Twitter um from yeah. the the event yesterday. The photographs that yeah. jazz, jazz took um yes. down down on site for for you guys. Um that's on the street for people to see. Um Yeah. Can they just I, I guess with social distancing and um and uh, whatever the situation is yeah. going forward. People can pop and yeah. visit that when, whenever they're ready
1: that's right. I mean, you can see it from, you can, you can see the, the mural um, at Montgomery Academy in, 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 in mm-hmm. you know, from the street, you know, you just walk past it and, and, and see it. And, and the, the, the other one in, is in Percy Shermer Academy. But I think you can see that too from the, the street, sort of in the playground. So it was thrilling for us to, to, to see Mohammed really sort of change the physical environment of the city. And, mm-hmm. and to say, again, you know, the, the a really
0: up-to-the-minute sort of street artist to say um,
1: Shakespeare and this sort of heritage can be refreshed and, and made new now. But I know you'll be talking to him later, and he was yeah. also really, really eager to to face the fact that we don't, you know, we don't make these things as a society as available as as, as we might do, and to. To ask questions about those sorts of exclusion and, and, and so on, which I'm sure he'll
0: tell, tell you and the listeners about. Um, Ewan, it's it's brilliant to hear about this project. We can find the details of it on on social media. We can uh, go to e e the letter e to e Shakespeare uh, on Twitter, and that's the same on Instagram as well. Um, how how does it feel to be using social media to share about the language of Shakespeare and uh, and the culture surrounding Shakespeare?
1: Well, I suppose it—you know—Shakespeare in his own time was inventing new technologies. You know, the the theatre was a really young art form, and nobody mm-hmm. had done the sorts of things that with it that Shakespeare did with it. And you know, he scandalized quite a lot of um, uh, contemporary and European classical authors for a long time because he mixed kings and clowns and so forth, and he had you know com- comic songs in the middle middle of tragedies and so yes. forth. So, so, in a way, up using today's. Uh, new media is is just what what Shakespeare did and and, and I think refreshing, refreshing Shakespeare with a new generation is a way to keep him and ourselves a bit more alive. I'd like to think so
0: anyway. That's brilliant. Ewan, thank you so much for chatting to us about this today. And, uh, and congratulations on the success. Of oh, thank you so much. Hey, this is John Taylor from Duran Duran. You're listening to Brum Radio. Good afternoon. You're listening to Brum Out on Brum Radio. I'm Dave Massey. I'm joined on the telephone by Mohamed Ali, who is artist and creator at Seoul City Arts. Um, how you doing?
2: I'm good, mate. Thanks. Very good.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, yesterday, uh, you were unveiling a project that's connected to the Everything to Everybody project, which is a Shakespeare-inspired project. Can you tell our audience a little bit about that project and how it came about?
2: I've connected with the Shakespeare uh, Everything to Everybody project. Yes. Um, as they'd heard about my work and working communities uh, in the city of Birmingham, and um, I think you know they, they saw some kind of synergy. In how the ethos of the project was about kind of um, breaking down kind of barriers and making things accessible and yes. addressing inequality is how I I like to I, I began to put it really. Mm-hmm. That's essentially, the spirit of this project is is about kind of addressing inequality and uh, you know uh, and making things accessible to all. Um, so that kind of attracted me and we began talking and uh, you know and seeing a lot of synergy about how through the Shakespeare's work uh, and the folio in particular, it felt very kind of exciting to bring that and make it accessible to young children in schools in Birmingham
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, that I had access to and I was working with. So I was already engaged with my old primary school, actually, in fact, um, the, the very first primary school I went to in Sparkbrook. And uh, I was already engaged with them about some about doing something with them. They really be mm-hmm. keen to to have me as a kind of former student to come and do something with them. And I thought, okay, here... Here's a great opportunity to uh, kind of connect the dots here. Brilliant. And and uh, and really, what I was able to do in this project was kind of a pilot project of over a period of five weeks, um, deliver across Montgomery Academy and a partner school of, of theirs, which is the Percy Shermer Academy. Yes. There, there, there's two schools. One in Sparkbrook, one in, one in Balsall Heath. Mm-hmm. And I, I, working with those two schools, I kind of delivered a little bit of a, a pilot type of experimental thing that i've not really done before over such a period of time yes because normally in the past when i've worked with schools you know if i'm honest uh, i've often felt a bit disillusioned because you're in the school system you can kind of get a little bit lost and uh, you know you school you you can often sometimes it becomes a it feels a bit like box ticking in schools and uh, you're not able to really do anything meaningful especially when it comes to the arts Mm -hmm. so this opportunity was great in how we were able to kind of over a, over a long period of time really like experiment. And I was able to bring in different types of practitioners of, you know, there's myself as a street artist, and you know, and as a curator, but also bringing friends of mine from the industry. with We had a, a manga anime artist come in that I brought in uh, and a poet and, you know, other people as well. So right. we were able to kind of a filmmaker. So we had some filmmaking elements. So it wasn't just graffiti painting that, Most people know me for being the guy who does the graffiti murals, but it was also those different kind of levels of different disciplines of video, poetry, and, you know, illustration. All of these elements kind of culminated in this mural, but it kind of was using Shakespeare as a kind of starting point for us to ask questions about equality in our society today, which is quite fun because, you know, taking Shakespeare and trying to make it, uh, you know, force us to ask questions about our reality today and some of our, Difficult realities is something that I always enjoy doing with my work, you know, asking important questions about, are we really, um, you know, kind of, do we really have equality? And and the name of the project, Everything to Everybody, is everything really to everybody? Mm -hmm. Is is it available to everybody? Of course it's not. And we know that. And uh, society, you know, we know is rife with inequality. And it just felt like a, a great opportunity to kind of dissect and explore these issues in depth.
0: I, 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 I fully agree with what you're saying. And I think it's fantastic to hear about these messages, getting out to young people with, within the Birmingham community. I didn't do any Shakespeare at school at all. We were not given any Shakespeare. Um, I went to school in North Birmingham in the 90s and we were taught modern Modern English literature um, from and it was 20th century English literature. So I knew nothing about Shakespeare, and here I am, less than 40 minutes away from Stratford-upon-Avon, um, without that that knowledge. And so to hear it going out to the next generation um, is just amazing for me because it makes me feel inspired that uh, this this culture is becoming available. Um, to to a new generation, what what do you think people in the street might think when they're walking past uh, your artwork, particularly at, at, at this school?
2: Well, I mean, they, they, they both walls. There's two walls in particular, and 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 they both have a quote from from Hamlet uh, um, uh, and Shakespeare quotes that kind of are relevant for today. I mean, mm-hmm. I was I was I was kind of looking for things that would resonate. And there's two quotes. So one of them was, uh, "We know what we are, Mm -hmm. but but not what we may be," and that was kind of perfect when because when I was going into the schools, I was emphasizing the need for telling our own stories, just as Shakespeare was about kind of you know, was, was conveying these powerful stories for us to reflect upon, and individuals and characters, whether it's you know, you know, even as 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 far afield as the the perspective of a gravedigger for example mm-hmm. i quite i- i love the idea that you know stories of of the regular layperson of the average person whose story you might not ever get to hear, and that perspective I kind of frame that to the children saying, you know too often our own voices and our own narratives are not heard yes yeah um and often i I said to them often you, people will try and tell your story for you, but really the 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 most authentic story and account is going to be when you yourself express your own narrative and own story. And mm-hmm. When I mean your own story, I mean your own kind of almost uh, your, your own narrative, whether it's about your community, your parents and your kind of, you journey, even, even in your kind of local community of, of how your community or how your parents or grandparents came to be where they are, you know, all of these, all of these stories that, that surrounds them. You know I, I encourage them to kind of to using shakespeare as a yes. starting point to then but then to get them to, uh, to really explore their own stories and narrative so the mural really kind of highlights that and throws a spotlight on the power of story and telling your own story uh as and and also about kind of aspirations as well yes. by telling your own story you're able to be confident and be bold about express about ex- expressing your own your your own self mm-hmm. too often a lot of communities, you know, and I, I speak about myself, my own experience, you know, we didn't grow up with having that confidence in, in self, you know, in kind of, you know, this is who I am, you know. In fact, in a increasingly polarized society, you know, we, we, we see, you know, misinformation about each other's communities so much yes. so that, that the kids are kind of caught in the crossfire, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find that a tragedy. I find that I think I think it's important that schools are places that where we encourage kids to kind of speak out and, and go against the grain. Um, so yeah, that, that's um, that's kind of the spirit of what I've uh, tried to inject into the walls.
0: That's brilliant, and they look really exciting. I just noticed on the background of uh, of, of the of the first one that you've got a Birmingham landscape on the back, and to me, it, it features aspects that I look at, and I think that's very Birmingham uh and it's a brilliant opportunity to um show pride in the city as well um i can you know when i was a kid growing up in birmingham wasn't considered to be cool, um and suddenly we've got this whole different aspect and attitude towards uh being in birmingham being from birmingham um so I find it fascinating just to see how, how this project uh, has been evolved. Will you be doing more with this project yourself or have you got other projects that you're starting to work on or in the pipeline?
2: Well, you know, I mean, this project has certainly highlighted for me the value and importance of uh, education. And by education, I don't mean a schooling system. No. I'm talking about radical approaches to education Fantastic. because I think my feeling is schools... Are they? My question would be, are schools really places that create brilliant, creative young minds that can deal with a complex society? Mm-hmm. Um, I think we know the answer to that, most of us, right? That actually interventions are needed, outside interventions are needed to bring about kind of radical new approaches so that these young children who are growing up in this crazy world um, can, you know, they need something new. And schools perhaps need to be injected with something with something like this, and and on a strategic level. Yes. So absolutely, I suppose it's this has highlighted for me the real value of actually creativity and 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 being and doing something meaningful with, through creativity to try and bring about change for these youngsters.
0: Brilliant um uh, mohammed thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us about this today we can find you on social media at soul city arts and your website is soulcityarts.com um do you post things yourself is that something that you do on social media is it um uh, or or is it something that you might get other people to uh, to sort out for you no
2: i i do i have my own my own uh twitter and instagram handle yes. as well where i post more myself which is uh, ali uh, aerosol on both Twitter and Instagram, Fantastic. Ali, and then aerosol spelled the way you spell aerosol, Ken, Ali aerosol.
0: I've given you a follow from there. Brilliant, um thank you so much for chatting to us about this today. Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast
2: app.